Hello, 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 and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I am here with Kaunda. As always, the tag team is back again. Kaunda, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I feel a little bit like Sam Perkins, if you if you get my analogy. Oh, Sleepy Sam. <laughs> this is why you got to spend your nighttime sleeping. Um, but Kaunda, so good to see you, man. And, and I'm always happy that, you know, we, we've gone through an all-star weekend. We've gone through uh, this period of no basketball, and now we're back. We're back. The NBA is in full swing. Yes, Cyrus. And uh, what 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 brings me down is the amount of games we've got left. Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, it, that always speaks to like the end of the season. Yeah, no, look, man. it's a weird thing because it's always bittersweet, right? But we'll get yeah. into that just now. Um, we want to make sure that all of you listening to the podcast um, interact with us. So here are our social media handles at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also go to postupzone.com. Uh, for all things NBA from an African perspective. Um, I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank our partners, Supersport and Bet Coza, for being there for us when it really counts. Uh, Countdown, you've been there for me when it really counts, so um, I want to thank you too. Okay, thanks for <laughs> thanking me for being clutch. You know how it is, clutch, when you were clutch K. Clutch K. <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about Chris Paul's injury, how that has affected the Suns. Maybe it could be an issue um, uh-huh. And and then also to look at, are there any real favorites in the Eastern Conference? Because after the trade deadline, the trades that happened, the way the teams are shaping up, some of the um, it's sort of buyout market moves, teams are looking really, really interesting. And uh, there's a lot to go through there. So we'll talk about that. We'll also delve into a little bit of a breakdown on, on uh, the All-Star Weekend, just to recap some of the the fun stuff, and then we've got games to take a bet on in our post-up betting corner. Um, we'll go through our results from the All-Star Weekend, <laughs> always smiling Cyrus, and then <laughs> we'll look at some games to watch this weekend and take a bet on. Kaunda? Yes, I'm let's rubbing go. my hands together. It's time, it's time. So, Chris Paul, um, possibly the unluckiest man to play in the NBA? Well, let's not go too far and say the lucky, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, 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 you've got your... Yeah, your Zion Williamsons and your Kwame Browns and all, all sorts of other people, but if you if you look at a promising player who just the the pieces never seem to fall in the right places, it, it's got to be Chris Paul. Yeah, he's he's put himself in in different situations that should have been successful for yeah. him, um, but injury seems to rear its ugly head with him over and over again. So in my research, I found some very interesting and somewhat worrying. Um, details around Chris Paul's injury history. So if we look back, and I think this is where it becomes really important to to do this, is that he's he's gotten injuries at always the worst times, not just for him, but the teams he's played on. Okay. So if you think about like last season, he gets that shoulder contusion that um, that that uh, became a problem throughout the the, the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it was against the Lakers. Yeah. Um, that's where it started, and then it hampered him all the way through, even through to the NBA Finals. So it's it's weird in the sense that. He still managed to to produce, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not at the level that he was expected to produce at. Yeah. 2019, hamstring injury. 2018, hamstring injury. That's the one where he was at the Rockets and they ended up going to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017, bruised knee, out for 14 games. 2017, again, torn thumb. Uh, he's got a thumb I- injury right now. Yep. He missed 14 games in, the, in 2017 again. So uh, two stretches of, of, of four, you know, missing 14 games um, due to various injuries a broken hand in 2016 in the playoffs in the first round 2015 hamstring injury um 
2014, shoulder. He separated his shoulder. 2013, bruised knee. 2010, mysterious knee injury is one of the things that came up here. Where it was like, wow. it came up, they weren't sure, it was inconclusive, but he just couldn't play. Um, and MRI did reveal there was an underlying structural issue with his knee, and that was in 2010. And then a sprained ankle in 2006, 2007, and that was in his sophomore season. And, and he missed like a month of activity then. So he's had these stretches where he misses game time. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's because his size, the position he plays, how he plays. I'm not 100% sure why he gets injured so much. And, and he's a high utility player as well, right? But that's it. it, it the, his usage, he's always probably the most used player on any team that he's Mm -hmm. on. And now when you look at it, I mean, he's deep into his 30s and um, he could ill afford an injury like this at this time. Well, Cyrus, uh, yeah, I I, I tend to agree that uh, he's pretty unfortunate. And uh, I think there's no such thing as a timely injury. Mm -hmm. Whenever it comes, it's never a good time. But um, I'll go against my own statement and say, maybe this is the right time for him to get injured because but, okay it, 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 they haven't yet reached the postseason right mm-hmm. and if you look at the standing now the phoenix suns are 48 and 10 and then the golden state warriors are 42 and 17 so as we record this yeah as we record this so they're six and a half games ahead of the warriors eight against uh, ahead of the memphis the grizzlies, grizzlies yeah 12 against i mean um Ahead of the, the Jazz, jazz yeah. and 13 and a half ahead of the Mavs and then 15 he, ahead of the Mavs. They're not going to so, get caught by those double-digit guys. So the double-digit guys are probably not going to catch them. And I, I think the, the Phoenix Suns, whether they finish first or second, if Chris Paul comes back uh, healthy for the postseason, they, they, they should be fine. Well, that's, that's that seems to be the way people are looking be, at this. Be, because Cyrus, to be honest, it's not a hamstring injury, and yeah. it, you know it's it's not one of those where he now can't run because he can still run. He's still mobile. It's just that. So, so he appeared in the All Star game, right? Yeah, but he was, playing one, he was broken, playing one. He was playing one handed. Yeah, a broken broken thumb. Yeah. Um. But but this is the thing is that you know one of the 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 theories doing the rounds is that they said he'll be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. They're not yeah. saying it will heal by then. Yeah. So they're still trying to assess whether or not he needs surgery on this. Mm-hmm. And you know the the longer it takes to heal, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm not betting against him getting fit. Mm. But I do think though that there's a real interesting um, correlation between this injury, what happens with seeding, and then what happens in the first or second round, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the strength of said schedule, um, the Suns have one of the worst schedules um, in, in the NBA um, heading forward. I mean, right now, they've the 25th best strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. And some of the opponents they have to play, they've got 24 games left in the season. Yep. And when you look at that, you're like, okay, fine. So who are the toughest guys they have to play? They've got to play the Warriors again. They've got to play the Grizzlies. And that, I mean, Warriors and Grizzlies, that, that, that's almost like they call it a six-pointer, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you lose to those guys, they, ca- they, they catch up a game on you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you're, you're then looking beh- over your shoulder. They've got to play the, um, the Heat. They've got to play the Bulls. They've got to play the Jazz twice. And they've got to play the 76ers. Um, the, the sort of weaker teams have got to play like the Magic Rockets, um, Thunder, Kings twice, Pelicans twice, and Knicks. So they should win those easier games. But those tough games are the ones where people can make up ground with them. And, and let's mm-hmm. say, they, I mean, because it's not outside the realms of possibility that they lose. Let's say the worst case scenario is that they lose every single one of those games, right? And I mean, uh, those are the, just the, the toughest games. You mean they the, the lose the tough games? Yeah, so they oh, lose right. the tough games, right? So Warriors, Grizzlies. Warriors, Grizzlies. 
um, Heat, Bulls, Jazz twice, and and uh, 76ers. Yeah. So we're looking at at a stretch of seven losses here. Mm-hmm. Let's say then the Warriors and, and, and all of and, this. And they're six games ahead of the Warriors. Exactly. So it's not as if they're, they're so far ahead that the Warriors can't catch up with them because you look at the Warriors' strength of schedule and the Warriors have got the seventh best um, strength of schedule in the NBA. So when you look at the toughest teams that the Warriors have to play, obviously the Suns, then um, the Grizzlies as well. They've got to play the Heat, the Jazz, the Bucks, and then the Mavs twice. And one of those Mavs games is coming this weekend. But then when you look at the other teams they've got to face, same as it's it's the, the Magic, the Kings, the Spurs twice, the Pelicans, um, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Wizards twice. So the Warriors could potentially win all of those games. I mean, I'm not saying that they'll they'll go unbeaten toward the two to end the season, but when you look at the Warriors, they've got 23 games left in, in, in the NBA season. Uh-huh. Is it incredible? Like, is it impossible to think that they could go on a ten or eleven game run? It's possible, and it's happened. It's happened before yeah. in twenty sixteen, right? But Cyrus and this season, if you look at it, uh, if they actually uh, concede the top spot to the Warriors, it could work in their favor. Because if the standings remain the same, then they face the Timberwolves in the in the postseason potentially, potentially because that's whoever will be in the playing game no i'm saying so, if 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 it if the standings remain the same they they if if the playoffs were to start like right now right now and they switch positions but, with the but, golden state warriors then you'd have the i i think they would fancy playing the uh, the, the timberwolves rather than the clippers well i mean <laughs> i i get you that see what I mean? I'm, I'm looking at the the standings myself and i'm looking at it and i'm saying if they fall to the 2 seed right yeah the 2 seed plays the uh, seventh seven seed. seed. Yeah. And right now, we don't know who that is because that seventh seed is in the playing game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it could be the, the Wolves, but it could be the Clippers, Lakers, or Blazers as things stand. And not the Blazers. I mean, look, we've got to at least include them in there because that's where they are, <laughs> but it probably won't be them. But if you're looking at the likely teams, it could be the, the Wolves, Clippers, or Lakers. So, yeah. you know, any one of those teams would be a, a, a matchup that they could win uh, and look, should win. It would actually be nice because... If they the, the, they met the Lakers, it would be like a revenge game of the season before last. Remember when when uh, both AD and uh, LeBron were were injured? Yeah. But if they met the Clippers, yeah. it, it, it's it's last season all over again. So so it's, it it it'll be There's a nice history. matchup regardless. Yeah. history, but 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 I think that then goes to the next question, which is: Should they be worried about not having Chris Paul during this run because they're going to miss him for the, the majority, if not all? Or the rest of the regular season, uh, Cyrus. I, I think they're well positioned to to go on a stretch without Chris Paul. It's going to be a difficult one, mm-hmm. but rather, like I said before, he gets a, a, an injury now, which I hope he heals from, rather than going to an operation. Then he gets his postseason curse come back yeah. to haunt him again. Because y- you remember what happened when they were. In the, in the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors, yeah, and I mean, all of a sudden he limps off the court, and you're like, this is the last two games of that, and, and the Warriors take advantage. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's and that's basically been Chris Paul's career, right? Yep. In the sense that every time he's had a chance to do something incredible, um, his body sort of capitulated on him, which is unfortunate. I mean, you can't, like you say, you, nobody is trying to get injured. No. These things happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that for the Suns, they need him. I don't think that um, they will lose a heck of a lot of sleep. Um, even if they fall to the third seed, which is highly unlikely, because even if you look at the Grizzlies, right? The yeah. Grizzlies right now um, 
are like what eight games back from from the Suns. Yeah, they've as got we record, yeah. two games less to play in the rest of the season than the Suns because mm-hmm. they've got twenty two games left. They have got an even tougher schedule than the Suns do. So I don't know if the Suns are going to do like the the Brooklyn Nets and and plummet down to earth um, after KD's injury. Because man, the the Nets fell plummet hard down to earth. Shucks, they were like a meteorite. It was bad. So it's possible the Suns go through that like a seven or eight game losing streak. But I don't think that. Yeah, we don't, we don't want that skid for the Suns. But I don't see it happening though. But I mean, you know, the Nets. Yes, they lose KD. And then um, Kyrie can only play so many games, and that really hampers everything. Uh, you know, um, James Harden was out injured, so the Nets had their reasons why they they they, they sunk so fast. Yeah. The Suns shouldn't have that. They shouldn't have a major drop off. It will affect them definitely. Booker has played as point guard before, and and has filled in when Chris Paul's been out in the past. So you know, it shouldn't be a big deal, but. It's what happens in the playoffs. And I think that's the key thing because, you know, when you look at any of these other teams, and I think consensus view at the moment is that the Suns should be able to make it through the first round, whoever they, they draw um, in, in that matchup. Yeah. Um, they should beat the Wolves or the Clippers or the Lakers or even the Blazers. I said it. Um, but then that <laughs> second round is where things could get tricky because it could be somebody like the Nuggets or the Mavs. Um, and those teams are really, really tough to beat if you're not at full strength and, and doing what you need to do. At that stage, Chris Paul should be back. Yeah, hopefully. That's all the wood in the room. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, but while he's back, he also then has to play himself back into form. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and it's hard to do that in a do-or-die playoff series. But True at that. least you but have him. He is the point guard, so we'll, we'll give him that benefit of a doubt sign. Self-appointed. But um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the thing about Chris Paul, though, is that he is really important to this team. And, you know, they have to do everything in their power in order to make sure that he's there. Um, I don't think that this will derail the Suns' season um, or their chances of even finishing as, as the number one seed. They just have to, to maintain form. And they're a good team. They're not just a good Chris Paul team. No. Uh, Cyrus, I, I I think they they they, they like that they, they re, their core remained more or less the same yeah. from last season, which which was a championship chasing season for mm-hmm. them, and uh, they added the likes of Javale McGee and, and and you know a couple of pieces Bismarck here and there. Biombo, Bismarck Biombo, who's been doing some great things for them in the paint, a real all star snub. <laughs> <laughs> you had to take it there, no, Cyrus. I, I, I think uh, anyway, uh, much <laughs> love, Bismarck. Much yeah. love, uh, but but you know, uh, I think like like I said, let let Chris Paul get some rest. I mean, he's got old legs, not as old as mine. But look, maybe he needs to you know you know get those legs rested a bit as his uh, thumb heals, and then when he comes back for the postseason, he's at full strength and yeah, yeah he maybe pushes them to a finals appearance. So you think no no panic stations for them? Not yet, no. But if they talk about stuff like operations and stuff like that, then I'll be like, okay, now we got problems, Phoenix. Yeah. No, I mean, I, and I get that. I get yeah. that. I, I think the, the key thing here will be, let's say he isn't available for some reason. Who can fill in? Are they looking at, uh, at, at the supporting cost and saying, okay, um, Alfred got, Payton. Yeah, well, I mean, the, but he isn't even really the guy who who keeps coming up for them, right? <laughs> um, you know, although I, I love when you go Alfred Payton and laugh, and then you're like, well, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> well. <laughs> no, so, so look, I'm being facetious. I mean, uh, they, they 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 can switch up that roster very well. 
No, they definitely could. And I mean, like Cameron Payne has showed that yep. he can he can fill in um, when needed. And look, I don't think that they're going to be um, hugely um, under strength. I yeah. think that they're going to have the the team that that they need in order to try and make a push, and and they've also addressed issues that that had come up during the last postseason, which was what happens if if Aiton's not having a great game, um, and Giannis is having his way with him. Do you have other options? And they do now in in Javale McGee and Bismarck Biombo. So yeah, I think we've we've given our um, indication as to where we think the Suns will go, and we think it's um, it'll All go the way up swimmingly. Uh, they'll shine bright. Um, and I think that's, that's where we're going to leave the Suns discussion. I want to move this all the way across to the Eastern Conference now, Kounder. Yes, sir. Where it's no longer the least. Give me the East. Give me the East. I'm a bad boy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That is a reference like another. So (laughs) you look at this Eastern Conference, right? And, and I mean, to start the, the season, we all felt Brooklyn was the team to beat. Yep. And then, that and do you know what? Do you know what's good about that statement? Yeah, it was beaten, but <laughs> <laughs> numerous times. Brooklyn's the team to beat. Okay, we'll beat them for you. Yeah, shucks. I mean, they've they've got twenty eight losses, twenty eight of them bad boys. Yeah, but um, you know, when you look at it, it's not like they're miles worse than a lot of other teams. No, no. So, no. so it's just so close in the East right now, and I think this is why we've got to talk about whether or not they're our favorites because. I do think that on paper, you've got paper favorites, yeah. and then you've got sort of realistic favorites. And on paper, the Brooklyn Nets are the favorites. There's no question, right? Well, look, coming into the season, yes, there were. Because remember, we, we, we did mention this uh, in one of our earlier podcasts to say, on paper, they had the best big three that we have yeah. seen in the league in years, yeah. if not ever. From the last time that KD was on the Warriors. Well, yes, because it, it was like Warriors 2.0. Because mm. it, if you, there, there was KD. One then, of the best point guards, then, one of the best shooting guards. Yeah, then, KD. then, then you got Steph for, 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 for Kyrie. Then you, you've got Harden for, for Clay, right? Yeah. So it, it was as if he had just gone from the Splash Brothers to the not so reliable brothers. But, <laughs> but, but, you know. the, 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 the mashed brothers. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it, it's a pity it didn't work. It would have been a nice uh, situation to see plates where out healthy all the way to the postseason, but didn't, didn't it work. always feel like it was it was it was like a powder kick? You just didn't know what was going to happen, and then it imploded in the playoffs last season with the, with the injuries to Kyrie and James Harden, and then um, and then uh, decisions around vaccinations and then reactions to those and people's happiness in locations, and then injuries again has just put paid to that 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 experiment. But they've got a new monster. They've got a new Frankenstein's monster. When you look at, at the Nets now, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm asking, are they currently favorites even on paper as it's, it's as it stands? Because you've got KD, you've got Ben Simmons, you've got Kyrie, you've got Goran Dragic, you've got Patty Mills, um, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, we haven't even gone into some of the other youngsters like Cam Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Joe Harris. We don't know if he'll come back. Seth Curry's there. I mean, this is a heck of a team. Did you mention Andre Drummond? Yes, I did. The walking double-double. Uh, maybe I even called him DeAndre Jordan. Yes, that, I, I, yeah. I think I, I saw a Lakers jersey. My and I'm like, yo, yeah. Cyrus. Andre Drummond. Andre you Drummond. Know, big guy, gets rebounds. Yeah, I got confused. Look, look Cyrus, um, they're once again good on paper. 
Yeah, and 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 I think what might work in their favor, I I read somewhere that uh, New York might uh, relook. They're looking, they're looking uh, at, the, at lifting the mandate. It, it's COVID, COVID mandate, which would give Kyrie more playing time, mm. and uh, that might change things a little bit because then they'll have more more Kyrie time, and uh, I, I think they, they they won't finish the season in the eighth spot. No, especially I, if things I'd change. I'd be super surprised if they did. And and when but, you look at it. Yes, I mean there's seven games back from the number one seed, and that number one, number two seed is pretty much tied for record right now. Yeah, look, Cyrus, I think the East is is so beautifully com- competitive at the moment because of the way some of these teams have been assembled and, yeah. and the new pieces each team got. The, the Miami Heat, of course, uh, one of the teams that remains m- more or less the same apart from the addition of one Kaolari as yeah. a significant addition, right? But if you look at the Chicago Bulls. Beautiful bringing, uh, you know, uh, DeMar DeRozan in, Lonzo Ball, Mm. uh, the combination with Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, just beautiful. It's just worked so well, as well as the other pieces around them. Philly, well, now that they're over the Ben Simmons situation, they've got James Harden, who should be coming back post uh, All-Star, right? Yeah, Yeah, he should be back from the next week or so. That's going to look very nice. The Cleveland Cavaliers, to me, Cyrus, have been the the, the Eastern Conference story besides the Bulls for me. Like the Cavs, mm. I did not expect them to do this well no. with such a young core and uh, one really significant veteran in, in in Kevin Love. I know one of your favorite players. So yeah. for me, it's fantastic. The struggles at the Bucks have also been a surprise for me. I, I always expected them to... You know, maintain that one-two spot for the whole season, mm. especially coming back as the champions from from last season. Yeah, they've they've had their struggles, you know. Uh, and then Boston, I'm surprised they're in sixth spot because they've just been up, down, sideways. But they found form. They are nine and one in the last ten games. I I, I know. I I think maybe when Jason and uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both healthy. Things well, happen. They've certainly worked something out, and then obviously, um, you know, the, you've got that sort of new coach thing. Either yep. they get it immediately, or it takes them time to to get to what he's trying to do. And and Ime Odoka's um, formulas <sighs> seem to be working. Do you think they're doing well because Schroeder's not there? Sorry, Dan. Well, there the, the is a school <laughs> of thought that says that, um, and they won a couple of games after he left yeah. um, because it it really they've they've sort of said, okay, fine, this is the direction we're going down. Marcus Smart, there's been all of this con- uh, rumor and conjecture about whether or not we're going to trade you, we're keeping you. Uh-huh. Dennis, you're the one to go. We're going to get Derek White, and then the, these are the pieces that we need. And, and I think that sort of certainty has helped them. But the players themselves have bought into what's happening there. So Tatum, mm-hmm. Brown, um, Horford, uh, Williams, when he's fit, um, and I mean um, uh, not, not uh, well, there are two Williamses there. So not Grant Williams. Um, I don't even want to say the other word. Uh, Richard? Uh, Robert Robert Williams. Robert Williams. Um, he's such a such an interesting youngster, um, and so, an athletic youngster yeah, too. Yeah, massively so. So you know, you look at these guys and you think, okay, fine, maybe they can do something. And I mean, and the you record think shows bringing back Daniel Tice who, who will help things. That definitely it already has. He's mm-hmm. actually looked really good for them. He understands their systems, and he also understands the team culture. That's also a really interesting point for them. Then you've got the the, the Raptors who are also in the in the mix here, mm-hmm. and I don't think we should discount them because Pascal is playing some really great basketball um, Fred Van Fleet is doing well Gary Trent Jr. is playing really well you've got Scotty Barnes who showed that you know rookies can also play at a high level so he needs to learn how to shoot though well he's got his issues and primarily <laughs> those issues seem to show themselves in in um, you in know, showcase these, uh, events charity events let's call it that I'm, I'm gonna I'm sticking
sticking up for Scotty Barnes here, right? You know, that I is not his best showing. With every shot, <laughs> I was that like, he missed. there's Cyrus's little brother. Yeah, but look, you know what? Sometimes you make the shots that count the most. And I mean, you know, these are, these are you know, throwaway uh, games. It's nice to be part of, but yeah. um, Scotty Barnes is not going to be defined by what happened at this All-Star weekend in Cleveland. Nah. Skills challenge or no skills challenge. Yeah. It's like judging the Ant and Tacumbros. Oh, those guys. Although I will judge Thanasis and Alex. But <laughs> As you should. But I think, though, when you look at the East, and, and this goes back to the question around, is there a favorite? On paper, the Nets. But if we're looking at it realistically, I don't think there's a favorite at all. There is so little difference between the first seed and even the, the ninth seed, if you look at it, because the nine and a half games back is a lot. But if you look at uh, the eight seed, which is currently the Nets, seven games is just a half a game difference between what's happened, the Suns and the Warriors in the West. So the Warriors being six and a half games behind the Suns, you think the Suns will be home and dry. Whereas if you look at it in the East, the, the Heat and, and Bulls have the same record, 38 and 21. Yep. You look at the, the 76ers, Cavs, Bucks, they're all two and a half games back from the top two. And then you've got the Boston Celtics who are further two games back from, from the top two themselves, with four and a half games from the top. I've got a feeling. Today's going to be a good, oh, tonight's going to be a good night. Yes, uh, not so good because I don't think we have any games on, but yes, there are two teams that are going to surprise in the East and they both have green in their okay. logos. Okay. I think the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. are going to surprise us in the way they're going to perform going forward yeah. and into the postseason. And the Milwaukee Bucks are going to return to dominance. Now, I, one of those is a surprise. I have not so much faith in the Brooklyn Nets. Like you, okay. yeah, yeah, like you rightfully okay. said, they're the team to beat on paper. But I, 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 don't, I don't have confidence. I, I, I don't think... So, so why? Why don't you? Cyrus, it's, it's too early to think that uh, the, the, the Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant situation is going to work. I mean, I, I've seen videos of Ben Simmons working out with Kyle Culver. Mm. I don't know if he thinks he's going to become a three-point shooter overnight. Well, I'm, I'm, right I'm now, they, sure. just, they just want to be a free they, throw shooter. A free throw shooter, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, look, maybe more Kyrie means more wins, but how if you're a coach, how, how are you structuring that, 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 that team? Well, what's your starting five? It's it's been really interesting, and and I'll give you my sort of start, my thoughts on the starting five. But yeah. I saw some people saying, "What is the 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 Nets point of attack?" Mm-hmm. Because if Kyrie has the ball in his hands, it means KD doesn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah, and and vice versa. And that's always been one of the key things about that big three that they had. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys are ball dominant. James Harden was not an off ball player. But mm-hmm. he had to be that in, in in a lot of instances, and then yeah. when he wasn't when he was on ball, he had to be a facilitator. Yeah, um, Simmons, what is he like off ball? Because yes, he'll give you good screening, he'll do a lot of of, of rolling, and that might be what they need. Um, but it's really a question of how they fit the other guards into this lineup as well. Because with Kyrie doing what he does, you then throwing Seth Curry in there. Mm-hmm. or Goran Dragic taking some of those Kyrie minutes when he's sitting, and then what happens to Paddy Mills? Who, uh, you know, what happens to his minutes? Because he was playing fairly uh, big minutes with Kyrie. With Kyrie missing so many games. And and he'll probably still play quite a few until they actually adjust the mandate. But then once everybody's available, you've got a Kyrie, uh, Seth Curry, uh, Paddy Mills, Goran Dragic, and potentially Joe Harris, Mm -hmm. um, who might be able to shift to the three. Yeah, he he might shift to to the three or or remain at the two, just shooting lights out. Or even Cam Thomas, who might also, I think, play more three. Um, 
having having to fit into two two spots and and then you look at the the pieces around them everything around the net success has to go through KD mm-hmm. and we don't know when he'll be back yeah so i get your point i do think though that looking at the the assets that the nets have they could they could put a couple of teams together and what i expect they do is that it'll be Kyrie Seth Curry cuz Seth plays off the ball mm-hmm. as your your one and two guards um KD will be playing the the, the three, three yep the four probably Lamarcus Aldridge, yep. uh, though the whew, defensively goodness, and then potentially Andre Drummond at the as five. A, yeah, to start the game. Okay. But then uh, the thing with the with the Nets is that they've got a little bit more versatility because we and I'm leaving um, Ben Simmons out because we don't know when he'll be back either. But let's say mm-hmm. they're perfect starting five. We'll potentially actually let's take Aldridge out. We'll play Ben Simmons at the four. Um, and then Ben Simmons at the four. Yeah, obviously. Why? Why not put KD at the four? Look, you could swap. You could swap them. Okay. But I think the thing is, Simmons. Um, if you look at it, it gives you the defensive um, capabilities that you need, and and that's really what you want. And you can have him then play in the dunker spot or trying to cut yeah. on the baseline, and then also you know d- uh, playing the pick and roll. So, you know, Simmons at the four works really well for the Nets and what they want to do. But then you also look at it and you say, with that lineup, you've got a lot of versatility in the sense that you could maybe even play KD at the five, mm-hmm. um, and then Simmons at the four, um, and and then play another shorter uh, shooter at at the three, and then that's where you bring in a Patty Mills, or um, maybe it's a Goran Dragic comes in, but though he's not a great three point shooter, um, so they've got versatility though, and I think that's where you look at the Nets and you say. What can they do? I, they can do a heck of a lot. I, I hope it works, Cyrus, because they strike me as a rich guy with five Lamborghinis that he can't drive at the same time. Well, I mean, that, that I, is I, basically I, I, some of right the now. engines remain cold because you're not using this no, car for I mean, a couple of a, weeks. He prefers to bike. <laughs> you know, I, because he's, he, he's into green energy and, you know. Yeah. Look, but, but I'm with you. I haven't even mentioned that they've got Blake Griffin there still, you know. And they so, do? Yeah. So, you know, they've got all of these guys. Not that Blake Griffin's been doing incredible <laughs> stuff. I was being facetious when I, I know. said they do. I know. Like, I saw wow, you. Wow, Blake but Griffin. he wasn't bad in the postseason last season. Um, and he gives them another body who's capable. Um, and yeah. he's got a lot of experience. So, you know, I'm not, I think they've got so many different pieces. Perhaps the biggest Achilles heel here might be Steve Nash. That what does Steve Nash do to try and get all of these guys together and playing a system? Because we yeah. don't know how they're going to, to, to line up. Well, I really want to see what his rotation book looks like. Yeah. Like, how is he rotating mad. this guard heavy, you know, guard heavy squad, which has forwards that also shoot lights out. And, you know, it's just, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to be to be looked at. I, I'm going to go back to, you know, the sort of, like, I don't think they're favorites, but I do think that the Bucks are a team that shouldn't be slept on. So I totally no. agree with you. And I think that the fact that they're two and a half games back, for me, this is the, the period of the season where they tend to just really go for it. People shouldn't sleep on their backs. No. <laughs> They shouldn't sleep on their backs or the bucks. Okay, calendar. Lack of sleep is killing you. But uh, we'll accept it. We'll accept it because, you know, we're friends of yours. Um, I will say this, though, that when you look at it, it's time for you to wake up. <laughs> yes. But when you look at it, the bucks really have everything going for them in the, in, in, um, uh, you know, when you look at what they can do for the rest of the season. Um, 
I think that they could potentially rise all the way to the top uh, and be the number one seed or number two seed. And once they've solidified one of those positions, it gives them a much better uh, run to the championship. And mm-hmm. with a fit Giannis, hopefully Chris Middleton cannot be the Chris Middleton who played in the All-Star game. He's been bad this season. But they, they actually get Chris Middleton back to who he, who he has been. Yeah. Um, they could really go far. And I mean, Drew Holiday is the same. We haven't seen Middleton and Holiday perform at the levels that they need to be at. No, that one-two punch. Did, didn't they go and win a gold medal at the Olympics yeah. after the championship yeah. last season? So perhaps there's also a little it, bit of fatigue from there, but yeah, they've also no. been out via protocols and injury yeah. and all of that stuff. So, you know, I mean, not to say that injury is a great time for you to just rest, but... Um, no, I'm just saying that they're, they're not the one-two punch of last season. No, know? no, those two in particular just haven't been at, at haven't hit the heights that they've needed to. But m- they might have been. They, they might have also been conserving energy. This is the portion of the the season where you really got to go for it. So I think the Bucks are a, a real team to watch. And I'm not even going to write off the Sixers here because we don't know what James Harden's going to be like in Philly next to Joel Embiid, who I do think, having thought about it a heck of a lot more, will be the MVP this year. Um, and and I think Harden and Embiid will be a, a great combo, uh, but I think the Bucks are the team to beat. Yeah, I really hope uh, Joel becomes the regular season MVP because even at All Star he showed you I'm MVP caliber. Yeah, he, he, he led King Durant. I mean Team Durant. And that's a great way for us to get into our recapping of the All Star game. Uh, that leaves our whole thing around. Do we that. need to? Yeah, just to go through it. So, do, what did you think? Of the, what did you think of the weekend, though? No, the reason why I asked Cyrus is because I lost the bets. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into your crying just now, okay? Cyrus, <laughs> C- Cyrus, look, um, the, the All Star game w- w- was great because I, I like All Star, and I knew that before halftime there wouldn't really be much basketball played. It would be all the fanciness of dunking and shooting threes but Steph was fantastic so regular all-star stuff yeah but Steph was fantastic 16 threes he's shooting from the logo and looking the other way he's shooting from the corner and he, looking he the really other way. put on a he, show he, eh? that was his MVP uh, you know uh, all-star MVP game like he was fantastic and his first ever and 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 the, and the first ever Kobe Bryant MVP trophy yeah. so it, it was there was a lot happening there Cyrus uh I think um for me, LeBron played too many minutes for a guy who isn't 100% healthy. He still has his knee problem, and then he played too many minutes. But I think it was his home crowd, homecoming. Yeah, you know LeBron. And, and he couldn't just let and, – and he had to put on a show because, um, to be honest, uh, Jordan was in the building, and obviously he, he could hear mutterings of the GOAT debate. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to put on a show. I don't uh, care. I'll, I'll even change my sneakers four times if I have to. Let them know. The goat, but, there but, are two goats in this, but in Cyrus, this building. But Cyrus, if I may go back to Friday night, I really loved the, the Rising Star game, Rising Stars game. The okay. new format worked for me. Uh, my predictions were totally off, but yeah. I enjoyed those, uh, you know, uh, three games that were played. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Saturday night, uh, loved the three-point challenge. Uh, three-point contest is three, the one. Three-point contest, sorry. Uh, skills challenge was fantastic. I was disappointed by the Atatakumbros and very much disappointed by the the, the rookies because that's who I put my money on. Yeah. But life goes on. Now, it does. let's talk about the dunk contest. I mean, that's, we're just doing this very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it was trash. Yes, because Jamarant had better dunks in the All-Star game than there were dunks in the dunk contest. So, yeah. 
can we just move along and say maybe we need to relook at what happens in the dunk contest? I don't know. Well, I think that, you know, they, they, they need to look at who the dunkers are because yeah. I think the last few dunk contests, we had a lot of no names there. And it feels as if people are just not that interested in participating in the thing because they, they, they might be struggling to get people to, to take part. And if Juan Toscano Anderson is in the NBA dunk contest, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, should, be, it should be about the high flyers, right? Yeah. It should be about us knowing. I, when you saw Dominique Wilkins back in the day, you knew. You knew. Even, even Jordan fun. himself. Sean yeah. Kemp. Sean Kemp. Nate, even short guys like Spud Webb and, and yeah. Nate Robinson, we knew why they participated yeah, because exactly. even in game they were like crazy dunkers. No, exactly. And I think this is the the thing that we've we've lost kind of you know in the sense that we're just pulling people from the crowd basically and just saying okay we need some dunkers and these guys are like oh I'll do it and I think they've really got to incentivize the dunkers. Maybe mm -hmm. it should be like. Um, two million bucks on the line, a million goes to charity and a million to you or something like that. And then Maybe. we might see some creativity. Maybe. We might see some people wanting to be there. Right now, it just feels like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to play in the All-Star game or the Rising Stars game. Do I really want to do the con dunk, dunk contest? Uh -huh. um, and we should make it something, you know. Look, look, I think it was Reggie Miller who asked uh, a Jamarant to participate next season, yeah. next All-Star in the, in, in, in the dunk contest. And I think... If you have the likes of Jamarant, who also give you some crazy stuff in game, kind of like yeah. uh, Zach Levine, but I'm sure he's done, he's given us he's, enough he's but entertainment. Even, but you see, he's a dunker in game, and then he'll give you some crazy dunks in the contest. I'd Same for Jamarant. Derek Jones Jr. right now, you know, like, yeah. As as much as we didn't know who he was when he when he participated uh, the first time, yeah. The boy flies. I yeah. mean, he's out there. That that kid can do it. Look, because uh, at the end of the day, big shout out to Obi Toppin. I mean, he won it, but I felt his dunks were pretty lazy, and there were not, there, there was no spark there. I mean, I was like, there's, Vince Carter must be there looking up, thinking there is nothing. I mean, really? Yeah, there's nothing we can say about the dunk contest and how bad it was that hasn't been said already. So the, moving right along. Yeah. So the weekend was good. I enjoyed it as well. The Rising Stars is always my favorite thing, but I didn't really care for it this year. I, I struggled with All Star this week, uh, this 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 year. This is yeah. It just it it wasn't it it didn't really pull me in. It didn't grab me. But the All Star game itself was kind of fun. And watching yeah. Steph go off like that, I mean, it's really incredible. And and what's great is watching the players react. These are his peers, yeah. absolute superstars in this league, and they're like, this guy's on another planet. So seeing that was really, really great for me. Um, but that's it. We're leaving the All-Star discussion there yeah. until next year. Um, right, let's get into the post-up betting corner, powered by Betcoza. Uh, we're rounding off the show with this, and we're going to start with the results that Kaunda has been alluding to. Um, it wasn't a great showing for him last week. It was we had. Yeah, it was it was rigged uh, by um, knowing and understanding, and um, yeah, I so I I got I three out of guys. five. <laughs> I got knowing three and out of understanding. five. Counter got one out of five. Um, the rising stars. I ticked, picked uh, Team Barry. He picked Team Peyton. That was a, a bad look for him. Uh, skills challenge. I I picked Team Cavs. He picked Team Rooks. Also yeah. a bad look for the K man. Um, we both bombed out in the three point contest. You thought Freddie uh, Fred Van Fleet would win it. I thought CJ. And uh, yeah, it turned out to be Carl Anthony Towns. I got to give a big shout out to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, like we said last week, one of the best big men uh, from range. Yeah. And he proved that. Yeah, no, definitely. Really good scoring touch. Love his shooting. Um, and he was good. Uh, but then your pick of Cole Anthony to to um, to win the, the dunk contest. 
Cyrus, let's just look at this young man, right? Uh-huh. He dunked in Timberlands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great. He, he had the entertainment value. Yeah. I, I think of all the dunkers, he was the most entertaining. Although, yeah, his conversion rate was well, uh, not yeah. great. Uh, I picked Obi Toppin and uh, came out on top with that one. All-Star game, this is where Kaunda Sean, he picked Team LeBron. And Cyrus, Team LeBron won over Team KD. I done told you. You did. Don't bet against the king. Yeah, he yeah, will look, disappoint you every time. I do it every time. Five for five. Yeah, Cyrus. goodness. Should it be the LeBron James All Star game? It might be at some point, <laughs> uh, but then that might also be the only games he wins if uh, if he carries on in this trajectory. <sighs> and then we both bombed out on the M- uh, All Star game MVP. Uh, you thought it was Demar, I thought it'd be Ja. It turns out to be Steph. Now. Here are the games to watch and take a bet on this weekend. Yeah. Saturday morning, 5 a.m., Clippers taking on the Lakers. Um, both of these teams have their struggles, but this is actually a big game because it could determine uh, what happens for, you know, you want to sort of put your best foot forward after the All-Star break. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the Lakers won their, their game um, heading into the break. So, who do you think is going to take this one? I'm diehard Lakers, Cyrus. So, I, Lakers I, all I mean, the way, even if it doesn't the, make sense. The Clippers have been playing some pretty good basketball, but I think uh, a post-All-Star, the, the Lakers are about to turn it up a notch. Okay, so Lakers for you. I'm going Clippers in that one. I think the Clippers might do something. Yeah. Saturday night, you've got the Celtics taking on the Pistons. It is a nice early game. It's at 7 p.m., uh, 1900 hours Central African time. Celtics Pistons. I think the winner of this is almost self-explanatory. Um, Look, some people are pushing P. I- I'm going green. Well, I'll tell you this: it's definitely green, and it's definitely Celtics. We're on the same page there. Um, and don't think that I didn't hear what you said. I did. I'm just moving forward. Okay. <laughs> Sunday morning, 3 a.m. Yeah. Grizzlies play the Bulls. Ham digger. This is happening in Chicago. Um, who's your pick? It, it, it's Lonzo Bobak. I don't think he's going to be back for a long while, Kanda. Uh, then I'm going Grizzlies on this one. Okay, Grizzlies for you. Because, yeah, the, the Bulls have been good, but they've also lost to some of the bigger teams and better teams. And I think that's one of the, 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 the bigger problems with them right now. They're not beating the highest seeds. Cyrus, and, and for me, the Grizzlies, I, I think they're, they're, they're in for a good uh, playoffs berth here. Yeah, I, I think I, so too. I, I, I don't think they'll make it all the way to the finals because, you know, the Wild Wild West is going to be the Wild Wild West as usual. But I, I think they'll go deeper than they have in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it really looks like they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the firepower. They've got the star player in Ja Morant. Anything's possible. I'm going Bulls in this one. Ooh, uh, you know, I wonder why. Me, don't go against the home team. I'm uh-huh. thinking it might be a home team thing. But potentially the biggest game of the weekend are the next two. So still on Sunday morning, 3.30 a.m. Central African time, it's the Brooklyn Nets playing the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in Milwaukee. Um, we're not sure who's going to be participating. Um, Kyrie should be available and will be will be there as far as we know. Katie's still out, but maybe we'll see Ben Simmons. I don't think so, but who knows? Who's your pick? I'm going home team, Cyrus. Bucks for you. Yeah, Nets at Bucks. I got to go with the Bucks. And I'm going Bucks as well. I think Milwaukee want to also make a bit of a statement, go on a run. So I'm going with Bucks in that one. Sunday night, 10.30 p.m., 22.30 Central African time. The Utah Jazz play the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Yeah, I will be watching this game live. And I think Jazz will be played in Phoenix, which means uh, Utah got this one. So you think that the Jazz will beat the Suns? 
yes, because they're still reorganizing with the uh, the Chris Paul thing, and 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 I think the Jazz will take advantage of this situation. Hmm. Interesting pick. I've gone with the Suns in that one. I think the home okay. team. I, I'm just going with the home team, and also the Jazz kind of upset me in their last game. They played the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, it just upset me. But yeah, those are my picks. Those are our picks. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Post Up Betting Corner, powered by. Bet Coza. Yeah. Uh, just remember, no persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program, and you can get a hold of them on 0800 006 or WhatsApp help to 076-675-0710. If you've got a problem, reach out and find somebody who could help you. Um, we're coming to the end of the show, Calendar. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is where I always want to lob one at you and say, let me give get your very quick thoughts on this particular topic. We are the virtual lob city and the rim has been lowered. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. So, I want to ask you this. Yeah. Are the Lakers better with or without Russell Westbrook? Uh, that, that That's a tough one, Cyrus. And, and I'm saying, let's say for some reason Westbrook decides he's not going to play anymore. Um, and they they can't bring anybody else in. Cyrus, uh, it, it's hard to say. It's a yes and no. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the fence on this one because do you know what I've noticed? Mm-hmm. When you've got sometimes or most of the time this season I've seen when you've got Westbrook and LeBron on the floor at the same time, things don't go quite well. Mm-hmm. But when you've got them separately, things go very well. So. I can't exactly say the Lakers are a better team without Westbrook. It okay. all depends on the rotation at the time. Okay. Tough question to answer in so little time, but I like your answer. The fence knows who you are. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. These are our social media handles, at uh, PostUpPodcast on Twitter, at PostUpZone on Instagram, and at PostUpZone on Facebook. You could also go to PostUpZone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Uh, I want to thank our partners again, Supersport and Betcoza. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Kounda, thank you for being on. As always, you know, I can't do this without you. Thanks, Harry. It's always great hanging out with you and, you know, talking basketball. And, you know, I, I can't wait for us to even start talking BAL real soon. Well, the time is coming. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen to us and for getting in touch. Stay tuned for more post-up excellence next week. Catch you courtside. <laughs>